Hi, my name is Theo, and you are listening to Between Two Trains. We bring you the best and brightest entrepreneurs in the North DeKalb area on the 1st and 15th of every month. Today, your co-hosts are Van Pappas and Eric Most. And now, Between Two Trains. Welcome to another Between Two Trains. My name is Van Pappas. And I'm Eric Most. And we come to you on the 1st and the 15th of every month with great entrepreneurs. And I'm so excited, Eric. Last episode, we introduced our new sponsor, Ace Hardware, and I think we've got a fun game. We're going to call it... Can You Ace It? Can You Ace It? I love it. I can't wait to play. But before we get to our game, I want to introduce our guests. we got Chase Medlin. Is that how you pronounce the last name? Medlin. And Andy Suggs from Contrast Artisan Ales. Can we just say Artisan Ales or we throw in the uh, the contrast? You can just say contrast, but not just contrast, yeah, not yeah. just artisan ales. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I've actually heard some people call it artisan ales. People call it all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's confusing for people who aren't like in the I, know with craft beer. I hear like, artesian a lot. Too. Yes, lots of artesian. Artesian yes, ales. Yes, like everything comes from artesian a special means. well. Yeah, <laughs> it's a well that provides its own pressure. Yes, it provides its own beer. It just comes out of the well. Well, we'll talk about where that name came from, but before, I'm really excited because I've got something in front of me, Eric. Yeah. You do, too. I did, I did too. A, a nice gift from Chase and Andy, uh, you know, a cup of beer here. So tell me what... You guys sniff it a little, drink it a little. So tell me, what, what am this? I drinking here? ASR. What, what, what is it? AMSR? What is this? <laughs> What, what, what is this? This is one of your brews? Yeah, so this is the first in a new series called Smash This. and uh, Smash This. Yeah, Smash is an acronym for single malt and single hop. And so this one is um, a German malt variety called Red X. So it makes the beer red. And then uh, the hop varietal is out of the Pacific Northwest. It's called Atanum. So how many of these do I have to drink before I want to smash something? Uh, it depend, I, depends I your tolerance. I think I think the idea is just to crush it, just to, to crush just it, just to get another, you know, get rid of it, then okay. order another one. Right? Okay. Right. So we'll have a series of different single malts and different and single hops that will pair to continue this. But this one's the red beer, so it's it's very similar to like a, a almost reminiscent of like an English red, um, very clean, classic, very drinkable, a little bit of caramel and toffee, um, but yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's, uh, you know, some craft beers, you know, I drink, and I'm not, the terminology, you know, I kind of know what I like, but you could probably better understand. But sometimes I have one, and I felt like I just ate dinner. This, I feel like I could drink while eating dinner, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know? So, obviously, we're recording this today, but it'll come out uh, in December, which December is a historic month right because that will be your one year anniversary yep december 14th we're going to have a big anniversary bash so awesome yeah, we'll have is some... that going to be private or open to the public it'll be open to the public all right yeah, so this will haven't... come out before this episode will come out before then so you're telling all of shambly to come yeah december... to the brewery on december 14th yep it'll be an all-day affair uh probably have somebody doing food we'll have um Bourbon barrel age and red wine barrel age beers that we'll be releasing and have available bottled for takeaway. Uh, and then a collaboration we're doing with the Porter Bar and Scepter out of Oakhurst Indicator. Um, and then probably Abandoned a DJ as well. 
So nice. Yeah. All right. I can't wait for that. Sweet. Tell us, uh, you know, a little bit about your background. You, you've got a brewery. You own a brewery. I'm assuming this is not your first endeavor with beer. Tell no. us a little bit about the history of, of you and beer. So uh, I was a home brewer. I lived in the Pacific Northwest. I used to work in advertising. And the economy tanked and had to look at other things. I ended up moving back east at the end of 2009 and got my first brewing job in mid-2010, uh, June 8th to be exact. Cause it was Can the you day. disclose who that was with? Yeah, Twa- Twain's Brew Pub in Decatur. Um, and uh, so then I was there for seven years. I was there brewmaster for about the last five years of that time. And then left and uh, consulted for a brewery out of Lawrenceville that was starting a uh, startup. So consulted for them as their brewmaster for a year and eight months before launching Contrast. So I got all my ducks in a row at the end of my time there with their full support. Um, they're not partnered, but they knew what I was doing and that, you know, I had plans to do other stuff. So, so you know, it can't be easy to open a brewery. I mean, home brewing is one thing. I know there's probably thousands and thousands of people across the country that, that brew in their home, their bathtub or wherever they're brewing. Um, what, what's it like going from that to saying, okay, I'm, I'm opening an actual brewery, uh, you know, can you explain a little bit about how difficult that might be? Because I think some people think, oh, it should be easy, right? Yeah, well, for me, it wasn't the direct jump. You know, I had years in the industry. Next year, I will have been brewing professionally for 10 years. So, you know, I, I didn't make that jump from home brewer to brewery owner, as some do. Um, but uh, but even still, you don't know what you know. You don't know what you don't know until you're there and then. And um, But, yeah, very difficult. Yeah, I don't how, know how much how much regular you know a big thing that stands out for me is home brewery. It's you do what you want. Now you're selling something to the public. How much regulation? It's a capital intensive business to get started to be able to scale to be able to serve to a, a wide population as well. Yeah, I mean, kind of talk about the regula the, the regula regulatory aspect, and then you know, kind of the the capital intense nature of getting started. Yeah, so it's an equipment-heavy business, so that means it's a cash-heavy business, so you can't finance things the same way you would with everything else. Um, The equipment can stand as collateral on certain parts, but usually it's only collateral for itself. Correct. Um, And so then everything else... what is the bank going to do with it? Right, yeah. And then even the valuation is... You know, depending on the. the tell us about what what is industry. that equipment like? I mean, you're talking about like a big tub. What is it? Uh, I mean, lots of stainless steel tanks, tanks. and then uh, a boiler to generate heat, uh, pumps, and a glycol chiller, like a giant HVAC unit that cools propylene glycol, which is basically food grade antifreeze, to cool the cold tanks as well. Walk-in cooler, but yeah, lots of big double insulated heat, like and then jacketed. Uh, stainless steel tank. How many of those do you have at your location? Uh, in total, we have eleven. Wow. Stainless vessels. I had no idea there were that many. There. Yeah, yeah. So it's you crazy can at any given time you got. 
we 10 can, plus uh, different beers growing? No, because no. there are three that are just dedicated to the brewing process. And okay. then there are two that are just dedicated to the fermentation process. Okay, so and they go from one to the other. Yeah, and then there's six that are inside the walk-in cooler. So how many beers directly. can you create at any given time? So we can serve probably up to 10, maybe 11. We can ferment at any given time, too. And then it takes a day to brew each one. So... It's hard to say, like, it takes one day to brew one batch. One batch. So, yeah. But then you have to ferment it for two, three weeks, depending on the beer. Okay. Before you can actually go to the lips of the consumer. Yeah. And a lot of the fermentation happens within the first few days, maybe five days. But there's some conditioning and other uh, effects that will need to take place while it's still in that vessel. So. So why Chambly? How did you end up in the location? And, and let's tell the, the audience where you're located who may not know. You're kind of tucked away yeah, in downtown so Chambly. Everybody knows, what, like you were saying, we were talking before the show, the, we're close to the Frosty Caboose and the, and the City Hall, but a lot of people know where Gus's is. So the easy way for us to tell people is that we share a parking lot with Gus's and we're around the right side of the strip in the back. Right. And so. And for those uh, older Shambleyites, is that the correct word? Shambleyites? The old rust and dust. The old rust and dust. People who have been yep. here a long time know that shopping center is the rust and dust shopping center. Yep, yep, we're around the back. Around, around, the, around the back. So, yep. getting back to the original question, why why there? Why Shambly? So, I saw, you know, from a, a, a far off perspective, I saw a lot of breweries up. The 400 corridor, I saw breweries up the 75 corridor. I didn't really see much of PIB and 85. You know, it was kind of like, and this was pre-Good Word and Slow Pour and people OTP out that way, but um, there wasn't really anything between like Sweetwater and Athens, you know, along that corridor. And so, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I wanted to be inside the perimeter and then serve an underserved market and wanted to be on the Marta line and have a never-ending culinary inspiration source that is Buford Highway at my fingertips. Yeah. So, so you, you think that goes hand-in-hand hand with what you're doing, all the, oh, the yeah. Buford Highway restaurants, the diversity, the Yeah, we, we make R&D runs where we'll just go buy like 50 different fruits and herbs and spices and come really? back and do different infusions and... In the, in the coming year, we've just kind of hit our stride. In the coming year, you'll see all kinds of crazy stuff coming out of the brewery. Very we've cool. kind of kept a lot of stuff close to the vest to get quality, you know, everything really streamlined with our staffing. Andy's full-time as of a couple months ago. And so, yeah, it'll, it'll start getting pretty wild. Now, you're actually only open to the public... Like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, is that right? Thursday through Sunday. Through Sunday, so, so four days of the week. That's right. But I think most of our listeners who may not realize think, oh, well, wow, that, that's a great job. I only have to work four days a week. I suspect that's really not the case, no. is it? No, What What's yeah. like your work week like? Uh, uh, mo- Monday through Wednesday is early... early you know, usually get started between seven and nine, depending on what all we have to tackle. And then, you know, kind of more standard till five or seven at night. And then Thursday and Friday, it'll be similar start time, but we'll go until we close. And then 
same on Friday. I leave a little earlier on Friday and let the Andrew. I have three Andrews. So if you're ever in the space, there's a sign that says "Ask about Andrew." So we have five other staff members, and three are named Andrew. Andrew. So it's just an inside joke. Yeah, I like and, that. Yeah, and uh, ask and for so, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, right here. I'm Andrew. Yeah, you're almost certain to always have one Andrew on. Right. Um, but uh, so that's the longest day for me. It's ten to midnight. Ten oh, a.m. Yeah. to yeah. midnight usually. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, which day is that? Friday. Friday. Wow. And then Saturdays and Sundays, I'm in and out. You know, we'll have we have yoga every other Saturday morning, so I'm always there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rewind yoga. Yep. Yep. In the building. In the building. Do you drink beer while you're doing At- yoga? Afterwards. Afterwards. Yeah. So the yoga class is fifteen dollars, and then okay. it includes a con- complimentary beer or nitro cold brew coffee after. Man. Wow. You know, I've wanted to do yoga, but I've put it off because I'm like, my fat ass, I don't need to get there. But if I know there's beer at the end of it, that could be really interesting. <laughs> That's a driving force. It's a it? driving force. Uh, it's, it's for all skill levels. Yeah. I'm by no means, you know, intermediate uh, even. and it, it's Are really, you teaching the class? No, I take the class. I don't teach the class. We have a local yogi, Julia Smith. She used to teach it. Um, at Breathe? What, what was Infinity, I guess now oh, it's Infinity. Yoga Works. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. All right. I, I feel like your favorite would be the shavasana at the uh, at the end. That's where you just <laughs> yeah, you just <laughs> she just lay down, close her eyes, close your eyes. Oh, yeah, it's yes. my favorite part for sure. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. a it's definitely a thing to look forward to. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know. You mentioned kind of the products and and some of the things you're trying out. What is the creative process like? I mean. You, you drive, you got Buford Highway for some inspiration. I mean, is there a science behind it or is it just like a raw idea? What is it? A ton of both. So the, fa- the, the main four ingredients in beer, as most people know, or a lot of people know, is water, malt, hops, and yeast. And so, uh, and malt is barley. Um, and uh, there are other types of malt, but that's the main one, malted barley. But uh, other than that, there is a whole bunch of different stuff you can put in it. Uh, but that's kind of like the start. So we'll, we'll start with a water profile and a grain bill. So like if it's an IPA, we'll know what, what types of malts we want to put in it, what kind of water profile we want it to have. And then, and then so then there is a uh, uh, enzymatic type microbiological uh, reaction that takes place in the mashing and then there is uh well what would you say the and then you're talking well, about in the and kettle? then yeah and then the isomerization of hops in yeah. the kettle so yeah and then your yeast is a live fungus that ferments the beer so there's quite a bit of science involved and then various yeast strains from around the world as well and every um, single one of them is important like you can't just be like oh any water which you can't just say any yeast. I mean, you could. It just still dramatically changed the beer. And the hops, too. And the hops. Yeah. yeah. Every single one of those. It's like it's like cooking. There are so many different things that can make it completely different with just one little ingredient you know, change. Now, are we bottling, too, or just for the consumption at the location? So we will be bottling, but only for our, bur- for our like, barrel-aged um releases but on the regular we sell 32 ounce cans it's like a growler but with a c instead for can a crowler crowler yeah so we do that we prepackage them for quality control 
And so somebody already has. The, it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. The, uh, the yeah. glass jar ball, the company, uh-huh. they own. A, they own They that. own the trademark to Crowler. To Crowler. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought Oscar Blues did. They made it for Oscar Blues, and it's kind of like a joint thing. Okay. But, yeah. Oscar Blues, you, you've heard of like Dale's Pale Ale. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they they with ball. And this uh, the, these uh, Crowlers will just be for sale at your location, or is the idea to maybe try to get them into other locations? So we distribute kegs uh, to restaurants and bars. We pre-sell everything so that it's showcased in the proper environment um, to ideally generate curiosity for people to come see what else we've got going on at the brewery. Um, Like if I went out to a restaurant, what's what's a restaurant that has your beer in it? Uh, local, local locally area. here, um, Southbound, okay. and then uh, uh, Poor in Brookhaven, okay. and uh, There in Brookhaven. Um, so we're we talking, got a couple in, in the general area. Yeah, and then we're talking to our nets. We're, we've been in Kimball House in Decatur and their sister restaurant, Watchman's, the Porter Bar in Little Five Points, Argosy in Midway in East Atlanta Village. Um, so, yeah, basement. my parents' basement, which is... It sounds funny when you say that. It's, yes, yeah. we it's, also join Andy's parents. My parents are great people. Andy's parents, no, they're really nice. In the no, they're yeah. basically, you go down yeah. there, knock yeah. three times, yeah. his dad will let you in. Yeah. <laughs> my parents' basement is a really cool restaurant and beer bar in Avondale Estates, right okay. off of college, like near all the breweries outside of downtown Decatur. And uh, it's a restaurant, beer bar, and comic book shop. And it's a lot of fun. So what's uh, next after that? We're we're now going out to restaurants. We got the the uh, the bottling. What's the next uh, endeavor? Are we gonna maybe expand to more than one location? We're looking at a second location. You are right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But too early to disclose where you're thinking. Well, looking around at a lot of different places, everywhere from the Beltline as far out as the GM. Redevelopment, so okay. just kind of looking at different options, and but for right now, it's just continuing to. The focus is just continuing to rock out in our current space, mm-hmm. and then um, eventually, here pretty soon, we'll have some gluten-free options as well for the people who don't like beers as much and uh, want something a little bit more akin to like a uh, alcoholic seltzer, but. It'll be much. It won't be so like low calorie and spritey. It'll be a lot more um, like drinking like a kombucha that's alcoholic or something like that. I gotta believe that your business is gonna explode once Shambly completes the town center project, which is really in your backyard. You know that all that acreage that's behind you uh, will have three hundred plus apartments, four stories of office building. Uh, that should really help drive a lot of business, I would think. Yeah, I hope so. For now, it's just, you know, I, I hear I hear things about it, but you know, it's still to be determined when that'll even start. So. Yeah, they're looking at. I believe uh, the last word is uh, probably shovels in the ground in the spring. Okay. So we're not too far away, but then, All right. but then you're talking eighteen months to two years of construction. So. Okay. You just got to hold out for a couple of years, and then it could pay <laughs> off. 
It's like it's like right. Yeah, yeah. he's heard that yeah. before. Right. It sounds like the old song and dance. Yeah. Well, we are up to our break where we got to hear from our sponsor, and then when we come back, um, we will play our fun new game. Uh, Eric, again, what was it? Can you ace it? Can you ace it? Brought oh. to us by our new sponsor, the Shambly Ace Hardware. Of course, you know they are the folks with the helpful hardware. Uh, and you no, can no, go. No, no, Van. Did I say it wrong? Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, oh, folks. That's a, that's a, sorry, sorry, Ace. I didn't mean to mess that up. Uh, Van is going to come to Brian and Stacy and personally apologize. Yes, for- Brian, if you're listening to this episode, I apologize for not getting the tagline right. <laughs> but if you do have any kind of project, uh, Brian and Stacy, who've been on the podcast, are great there in Shambly Plaza at the Ace Hardware. So stay tuned for our fun game right after the break. Hi, this is Jeff Hill with Remote Home Check. This is Bobby with Gusto. This is Regina Weir. Hey, Jan Levy. Hi, this is Margaret from 3411 Coworking, and you've been listening to Between Two Trains. Welcome back to Between Two Trains. You can catch us uh, twice a month on your favorite podcasting app. And uh, we are talking today with uh, Chase and Andy from... Contrast Artisan Ales, a local Chambly brewery who has now been in business for one year. And so let me tell you how this game works, guys. So Eric's going to read you a question and give you three answers to select from. If you get two of the three answers, you will win this fabulous gift card provided by our sponsor at Ace Hardware. So Eric, take it away. All right. This is a... uh Multiple choice question format, and it's all about how much you know about beer. So, here we go. In 2017, a new Georgia law did what? A, make it legal for breweries to sell beer to go on site. B, so that all Georgia beer could not be above 6% alcohol by volume. Or C, requires that anyone buying beer from a brewery would have to sing the UGA fight song before they would be able to make their purchase. It's a really tough one. <laughs> it's got to be, be the UGA. Collectively, we get to answer all of them? You can ask. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think I the UGA I fight song. Could be all, could be all, all the above. above. I don't know. <laughs> South Carolina fans. We're going to go A. Hey. <laughs> you are in, correct. In addition to that, it allows breweries to sell direct. They ne- we never could sell a pint or a beer to anyone. Before, it was a deal where you bought a souvenir glass with mm-hmm. a tour. Tour, yeah, free- you pay 20 bucks. So, yeah, you can now tour. buy a beer there, and Direct, you can buy yeah. a beer to go. So, so a little so extra for your answer. When it comes to <laughs> qu- business questions, just to follow up on that. So when it comes to, like, your point of sale, are you able to, like, start a tab mm-hmm. and then close yeah. people out? Yes. Yeah, okay. And that's yeah. new, yeah. That probably enhances the experience for... I would think for most folks. Sounds like Eric needs to visit Contrast. My wife's been I, there. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> and I will, I will go. I, that's a sure thing. Yeah, so you're saying I can come in, I can drink all night, I can pay my tab, and then I can buy one of those, uh, what do you call them? Crowlers. Yep. To go. Yep. Nice. All right. What we got next, Eric? Um... All right, which statement is real? Amsterdam pays alcoholics in beer to clean streets, and it's five cans of beer for a day's work. Um, B, at the wife-carrying world championship in Finland, first prize is a wife's weight in beer. 
or C, when scientist Niels Bohr won the Nobel Prize in 1922, the Carlsberg Brewery gave him a perpetual supply of beer piped directly into his house. That sounds oddly familiar, but I don't actually know. Uh, me too. Yeah, I know I was A is out, but, oh, yeah. but C sounds familiar. We'll go C. You are correct, but correct. all three of okay. the answers are correct. B sounded familiar as well. A just didn't sound familiar. B, B, Amsterdam does <laughs> let's, pay let's alcoholics beer to clean the streets, but my favorite is what? the... That is wild. I thought surely that wasn't true. I, I was thinking correct with B when so, I heard it, and then I was like, oh, "But C sounds so familiar." But and I, the I did not know. Carrying the wife contest, I got wife carrying this. contest. Yeah, I think it's kind of a catch. I think we need to create that event here in Chambly, <laughs> and we could have your brewery sponsor it, and you could give the winner. The, we can't uh, have the same prize because of Georgia law. It's too much. Unless a very light, light wife. Well, they, it would what, be like now, a wait, tab. there's a... Oh, tab, we calculate that amount. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so explain this. There's or, a Georgia law that says what? The dollar amount could be your wife's weight. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. yeah Whatever the wife's weight is the dollar. Maybe that would be a good dollar. business thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Explain yeah. to me this law, though. What's the law say? What's the takeaway quantity? So it's about two gallons that you can take away from... It's one case of beer per person per day. So even though I can come in and buy one of these crowlers, I can't buy more than two gallons worth. Yeah, so you could buy you could buy eight crowlers to to equal two gallons. Or, okay. Yeah. Or yeah, or case somewhere else. But yeah, two gallons is like. But we kind could of the liquid with balance. the game. If it was the wife's weight in beer, they don't have to take it all at once, yeah, that's right? What no, that's what yeah. I was saying. Yeah. Have a tab, yeah. and then yeah. they buy just enough each time they come in. Yeah. Uh, covered by the thing. You could, you could do I it. Think in, that would be a great contest do it, do for Shambly. Do it Shambly in, could become like Finland. Well, and do it in conjunction with one of our former uh, guests, the Elite Edge. So, if, so if you can't carry your wife, maybe you could work out and train. For a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we could tie it. We could tie it into the Shambly Mud Run. No. Yeah. Is there I, a Shambly Mud Run? Oh Muddy yeah, wife. yeah. Every year there's a Shambly Mud Run. What? It's the middle school puts it on. Crazy. It's uh, sponsored by their foundation. You know what? I think I saw John Mesa wearing one of those orange t-shirts. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I've run it a couple of times. My kid runs it every year. Nice. Yeah, get all like... muddy. Throw in wife carrying to the competition. I feel like to be PC, it needs to be spouse carrying, and it can be either way. Oh, so I'm just gonna go look there. at Andy being politically correct. That's... I like that. Yes, spouse carrying. I'm not going to be the one to carry the. In, I'm not going to be the one to carry the insurance for this event. Just <laughs> yeah. by the way, I know. What happens, and person, what happens if you drop your spouse? Or what if you break your leg? Yeah, <laughs> and you know what I understand see is David Carter for all your prenup. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Good plug to a previous co-host. I like that. Um, it's my understanding that the way the winners of this carrying contest is they put their their wife's legs over their shoulders and carry them in a bear hug with their wife's head facing down so that the bulk of their weight is up against their front body and their legs are curled over their shoulders. That is wild. So if you dropped your wife, you're dropping her on her, on her head. Yeah. So or you're falling on top Yeah, of you'd effectively Or you're falling on top neck. of her. Yeah. What could go wrong? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. nothing. Let's nothing. do it. I say, nothing. let's have yeah. more of this beer that they brought us, and then <laughs> yeah. let's let's strategize about that. All right, right so, so we've gotten two, but we got one more question. They're acing it so far. They are acing it. Comes it. Down to so this go one, see Chambly Ace Hardware. It comes down to this one question. Why 
Why is beer beer? Um, a, it was a drink created in Mesopotamia in 5 BC. B, comes from a German word called Dunkler Eber, meaning dark boar. Or C, was invented by mistake in 1088 by a wheat farmer when he was washing his clothes and accidentally drank some of the water his clothes had been in. So the, ori- the origin of beer is not, like, it, there is a written word in Mesopotamia. Like, the character exists, but no one knows the origin of wine or beer or alcohol, really. Because it's before history. So it's not, it, it arguably isn't going to be A, even though there is characters in, like, Sanskrit and stuff. But um, I would so I would with I would say B, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. I think B was too. B was comes from a German word called Dunkler Eber, meaning dark boar. So you're going with B? Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you, it was A. That you are correct though. I'm correct. The first I, I written uh, acknowledgement of beer was from an Egyptian tablet that describes it in 5 BC. Yeah. But you're saying that's not really correct. I'm saying the history of it has it as far back as history goes. There's characters for it, but there's not a known original origin. So yeah, it, but if, that's if like it was about the word beer. I feel so, like because yeah. it says why we'll give it to him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the, this uh, this can you ace it section is under protest. Under, like. Well, they got two. They <laughs> got the first two rights, so they still they, win the so they they ace Everyone knows the rules. You, you get, get this wonderful <laughs> gift card to ace. All right. There you go. Enjoy it. Go there for your next uh, brewery project when you need some screws or whatever Yeah, we it go is. there a pretty good bit. So that go come go see Brian sure. and say hello. So uh, we're pretty much almost out of time, but uh, it, it, tell us, tell our listeners, you know, a little bit the exact. We already mentioned where you're located, the hours on Thursday through Sunday. What time is the opening? So Thursday we go from five to ten. Okay. Friday we're five to eleven. Saturday we're two to eleven, and Sunday we're two to eight. But we might be adding Wednesdays soon, and we might go a little later on on. Uh, Thursdays and Fridays. So. What what's the rationale for adding Wednesday? Is that uh just uh, just a lot of people pop by or ask us to be open more days. And so, now that you've been open a year, you've got it figured out, and yeah, adding yeah. a day is not as difficult. Yeah, well, yeah. The, as the demand rises, it's kind of one of those things. At first, we wanted to push the demand to those days, and then when it's when it makes sense to have you know people there on staff. On the other days, you know, we certainly wouldn't want to just be slow. So, if we're sure. gonna have people there, and you also have the December fourteenth, yeah, open, yep. yeah, open house. What, yep. what are you? Our the, anniversary. It's anniversary. our first anniversary. Bash. What and bash. what time will that start? Uh, probably one p.m. Okay. Yeah. I was hoping he was gonna say like you know nine in the morning or something. Deal <laughs> <laughs> out. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, if you haven't been to their location, go check it out. I know uh, the Chambly Pub Crawl comes there pretty regularly, um, you know, for their little event uh, each month. And uh, Eric, any parting words from Chase? I will. Uh, my wife's been. I have not been. I'm excited to uh, come check it out. And I will not carry my wife you're not going to carry her in in, into the store no i'm going to avoid that uh, as long as as long as i can not because i can't carry her um yeah she's small it's just it's just just like well chase chase brought up the uh, carrying the insurance you know i'd rather avoid uh 
avoid that liability altogether. I say we get the city to sponsor it. Let their insurance cover that. Okay, you know more than I do on that. <laughs> I mean, you know, our mayor's a big beer drinker. He would love it, I think. You don't think Eric would like this? He would love Maybe, this. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. All right, well, I'm just going to finish my beer here and say thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another great episode of Between Two Trains. This is Chase. And this is Andy. From Contrast Artisan and Ales. And you're listening to... Did I say that wrong? This is Chase. And this is Andy. And you are listening to... Oh, shoot. No. <laughs> This is Chase and this is Andy from Contrast Artisan Ales and you're listening to Between, Between Two, Two Trains. Trains.